Hi, it's Steve Rode, your Get Out of Debt Guy. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to learn more about money, credit, and debt, or you're one of the many good people out there with bad debt and you want it to go away. But stick with me. Together we can make that happen. Either way, I'm here for you, and I believe a better and more financially successful future is ahead. It can be within your grasp. I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you find this or any of my podcasts helpful, please take a moment and leave a review on the podcast platform you're listening on. Your feedback and opinion matter to me. And if I've done a good job, your review helps others to find the podcast as well. And while you're there leaving your review, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Last piece of housekeeping. If you have a question or comment you'd like to hear on an upcoming podcast, you can leave me a voice message at getoutofdebt.org slash message. Or leave me a question for me to answer on my website by going to getoutofdebt.org slash question. Thank you so much for being a great listener, and I'm sending you a giant virtual hug in return. And now, on with the podcast. Hey, this is Steve Rode, your Get Out of Debt Guy, with the story of the day. This story caught my attention because it seems like one state is doing something incredible to help their residents further their careers, further their education, and to help deal with childcare. College costs are exploding. They are unreasonable. They have risen by such a high amount that it is actually a reasonable question to ask yourself, do I need to go to college when schools cost eighty or $100,000 a year or people are graduating with $100,000 in student loan debt that will follow them for the rest of their lives? Asking yourself if college is the right move for you, it's a reasonable one. Another thing to consider is, Maybe I need some specific job skills instead of going to college. Major employers now are looking to see what skills people have rather than what degree they have. They're no longer using a four-year college degree as a reason to exclude you from consideration for being an employee. So vocational schools, tech schools, and specialized learning paths are now a reasonable thing to think about as you're moving ahead into the workforce. The story that caught my attention was from Bloomberg. Oil windfall brings free college and daycare to one of the poorest states. In New Mexico, there's bipartisan support for programs to boost workforce participation and skills. New Mexico this year became the first U.S. state to offer free college. That's right, free college to its residents and free childcare, which is even more incredible. This free childcare will help most families, all on the back of soaring revenue from royalties and taxes on oil and gas production, which are booming right now in New Mexico. The state now ranks behind only Texas in energy production. With support from local legislatures, Governor Michelle Grissom, a Democrat, is parlaying the record receipts into programs that could lift incomes for many of New Mexico's 
2.1 million residents and ultimately reshape its economy. Quote, New Mexico is so reliant on oil and gas, and these past couple of years have been very good, quote, says State Representative Derek Lente. Quote, but it's not going to last forever, and we need to be smart in regards to how we invest now and how we prudently use these types of dollars to make great change that will last generations, unquote. He's absolutely right. Investing in education especially when you can get it for free and advancing yourself with new skills and marketable skills is a smart thing to do if it's affordable and you can't beat this program. Almost 17% of New Mexico's population lives in poverty, the third highest proportion in the U.S. The state's high school graduation rate at 75% is the lowest in the nation. Unemployment was 5.3% in April, compared with 3.6% for the country as a whole. Free college and child care are policy moonshots that have eluded progressive Democrats at the federal level. Provisions that would have nudged the U.S. in that direction were part of President Joe Biden's Build Back Better proposal, but it stalled because Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia worried that increased government spending on social programs would contribute to high inflation becoming entrenched. But in New Mexico, leaders from both sides, both Democrats and Republicans, have looked at those past concerns, seizing on the opportunity provided by surging oil prices to take steps towards diversifying the economy. For the fiscal year ending June 30th, 2022, revenue from the hydrocarbon industry will fund 42% of that budget. The name of the game is how do we get to a point where we can start to develop other industries and have other means of earning revenue that are less volatile, says Riley White, a finance professor at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. At 56% in April, New Mexico's labor force participation rate is one of the lowest in the country. The state has trouble attracting businesses, especially since it competes with neighboring economic powerhouses like Texas, Arizona, and Colorado. It has one of the lowest numbers of publicly traded companies headquartered within its borders. To boost labor force participation, especially for women, New Mexico is undertaking a big expansion of its child care assistance program. From May of this year until June 2023, the program will subsidize the full cost of child care for families at or below 400% of the federal poverty level up from 200% previously. At about $720 per month, the cost of infant care for one child in New Mexico is equal to 18.3% of the median family's income. Now that's according to data from the Economic Policy Institute. That's almost triple the 7% of income that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services considers the threshold for affordability. I mean, daycare is just getting ridiculously expensive. By that measure, only about 1 in 10 New Mexico families can shoulder the cost without government assistance. And without having access to affordable child care, it holds back single-parent families and families who are trying to manage difficult work schedules and take care of their children at the same time. Elizabeth Groginski, who heads the state's Early Childhood Education and Care Department, casts the benefits of expanding access to child care in economic terms, she says, 
We know that we're losing out on the incredible talents of the women in our state and men, and we're not able to get our businesses fully reopened, she says. Luan Grisham, who's up for re-election this year, set up the department in 2019. It's funded through the interest earned on an endowment that started with $300 million in 2020 and is projected to grow to $4.5 billion by 2026. That's all thanks to oil money. Roginski was recruited to run the department because she had experience helping set up a universal pre-K program for Washington, D.C. Making childcare more affordable for parents should, in theory, boost demand, which, in the short term, at least could aggravate long-standing supply-side problems made worse by the pandemic. Many childcare centers across the U.S. have closed permanently in the past two years, and the ones that have remained open are struggling to hire enough qualified workers because they can't offer competitive pay. Childcare workers are grossly underpaid, and yet they have such an incredible responsibility to take care of our children. Childcare employment nationally was still down 11% in April from pre-pandemic levels. Quote, that's the immediate top-line crisis facing anyone who's operating a childcare business right now, says Rashid Malik, the director of early childhood policy at the Center for American Progress. Quote, under the current labor market, it's really, really hard to find enough people to stay in those jobs, unquote. With the exception of a handful of counties surrounding Albuquerque and Santa Fe, child care supply is constrained in most of New Mexico. That will present challenges as more families in the state seek care thanks to the cost-free program. Quote, it's going to be a tough road, but it's much, much better than the status quo, Malik says. Angela Garcia, owner of Toy Box Early Learning and Child Care Center in Las Cruces, says having the state pick up the entire tab removes the uncertainty her business faced when relying on copays from families. Garcia, who's also president of the New Mexico Child Care and Education Association, says the change makes for, quote, a better system for families, a better system for professionals who are in the industry, unquote. Expanded state support for child care is just one half of Luan Grisham's cradle-to-careers agenda. In February, New Mexico's legislature passed a law making tuition free at 29 public colleges and universities for all state residents who don't have a bachelor's degree, regardless of family income. The law passed with bipartisan support and expands on an existing program that covered tuition only for students pursuing a bachelor's or two-year degree full-time. Eligibility is now open to adults enrolling part-time and to immigrants, regardless of their immigration status. Groups that advocate for more equitable access to higher education have called it the most expansive free college program in the country. To become a New Mexico resident, you must physically reside in the state of New Mexico for at least 12 consecutive months. Only people who are financially independent may establish residency apart from parents or guardians. Gay Kernan, a Republican state senator from a district that includes parts of the oil-producing Leah and Eddy counties, voted for the measure because it will also pay for vocational training. Tech schools and vocational training are exceptional opportunities. Despite the boom in oil and gas prices, employment in the industry is still down 27% in New Mexico. 
case said, while we have the money, we need to invest it for the future, which means we're going to get students back into the classroom to earn certificates, degrees, so that they can get to the workforce, she said. New Mexico has grappled with problems in education for years. In a landmark ruling four years ago, a judge found the state was failing to adequately prepare high schoolers for college and careers, especially low-income and American Indian students. New Mexico has the second highest share of American Indians of any state and the highest share of Hispanic Americans. Lenti, the state representative, voted for the free college measure because he wants others in his community to have the opportunities he had. A member of the Pueblo of Sandia, he was the first in his family to graduate from college. Two generations ago, the government sent his grandparents to boarding schools that forced them to cut their hair and speak only English, part of the scheme to westernize Native Americans. Today, he's spearheading new legislation to make New Mexico's education system more inclusive. One bill the legislature has already passed equalized pay for teachers of eight indigenous languages to that of English teachers. Lente believes access to education will better equip New Mexicans to fight for their future. Quote, those battles, they're not waged on the prairie or in the mesas. They're waged oftentimes in courtrooms and in state capitol buildings. So we're just preparing ourselves so that we can enjoy this place that our ancestors gave to us. Unquote. Hey, this is Steve Rode, your Get Out of Deck guy. That was the story today that caught my attention. If you have a question you'd like to ask, you can uh, reach me through getoutofdebt.org. Go to the top and look for Ask a Question. Or if you want to send me a voice message, you can go to getoutofdebt.org slash message and leave me a voice message and we'll get you on an upcoming podcast. Have a great day. Remember, I believe in you and practice safe debt. Bye-bye.